This is Mona Lisa Baseball, Season 2, Episode 24. I have a thought about your fairness question. Oh, sure. And I've been thinking about it a lot. It's really macro level stuff. And I wonder if you think this is fair too. Uh-huh. Baseball is kind of weird that you get paid for what you did, not what you're doing. The normal world, what I was told, is that you get paid for your output, right? And so would it be fair, and I know it would be unpopular, but the idea of guaranteed money is bullshit. What if winning the World Series was the most substantial bonus in the game? Would that be more fair? What looks more fair to you? That is so interesting because obviously the finances of the game and the players and their salaries and their contracts like is a huge Sergio Romo. What about him? He started selling cars <laughs> after the Giants won World Series and he got to close it out and have the moment. <laughs> so if you want to get amazing. paid, yeah, win the World Series, but win it cool. And you well, can I heard sell he was cars. selling weed <laughs> while he sold cars, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, right. I digress. I'm just saying, if you want to make money, like there is a capitalist way to do it. Um, it's not equitable. Not all the players get it. If you're good, maybe you get to sell cars. If you have a bad performance, maybe not. Maybe it's mattresses for you. <laughs> A4, please continue. <laughs> So A A three. What a lineup! So good. I'm sorry. Yeah, A two just tattered me. I mean, it's the classic argument for college players. I mean, they're not getting paid. High school players, like the passion is there. They're playing for the right reasons. They're not doing it because they have to hit X many home runs to sign again or something, right? I love it. I think it's great. Like maybe they should give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> but what about like? Uh, let's tone it back a minute. What about the All Star game? I'm so disappointed in how the All Star game is handled by the major league baseball it's the only all-star game that actually matters every other major sport the all-star game is a joke or shouldn't be played correct and this one you actually get to see and willie mays and he was like someone was made a comment about the all-star game not doesn't matter and he's like yeah that's what people say that aren't there like i i love that Mm -hmm. and so how do we get that back is Mm -hmm. that possible is it money is it money the only way would that change the way people play the game could they just give them the money they make for that game? That's right? it. So who's holding the money? We've talked about the zero-sum game, mm. right? Who's holding that money? Okay, so the league oh, gets man. a bunch of money selling the All-Star Weekend to whatever network buys it for the most amount of money. Who gets the money? Is it the players? It's not, right? It's going to other people. Yeah. And this is why the players have unionized. This is why the minor league players have now unionized. Things are moving in the right direction in a lot of ways. Um, In terms of rules on the field, things are moving in the wrong direction. Right. At this point, regular season, they're trying to justify, in my opinion, that it doesn't need to be 162 because we're going to have more playoff games that mean more, and that's how they're going to make their money. And it's like, great. When whoever they is getting their money that they need after killing this game, how the fuck are we going to fix it? <laughs> and for me, the only thing I can come up with is the same thing as what A4 was saying. is like, all right, fuck it. Let's ruin this game to a point where it's not even recognizable and hopefully people will realize what they've done. Play real baseball. And that is so hard for me to sw- – like really hard. It's happening. But – 
maybe that's what has to happen. And um, <laughs> it's, I'm fucking tattered. I, it sucks. <laughs> no, but the best scenario that A1 and A2 have made with this, the pitch clock, and it goes three, two, and it hasn't pitched yet, and just... With like yeah. a huge buzzer sound with red lights all around. Like, oh my God. This is so sad to me. <laughs> that, he didn't stand in the box. He got him. Yeah. I'm on the verge of tears <laughs> just thinking about it. Oh my God. To your point, that's the most extreme case that I get when I think like where it's going. <laughs> I honestly think it's going to get there. I think we're only like maybe 10 years yeah. away from that. Yeah. Less than that. <laughs> it's going faster and faster. A1, right. you would not have even thought that they would have brought in the pitch clock this next year. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. So yeah, it's. I agree. It's moving quicker every year. Next year is going to be, I don't think you can quite say unrecognizable, but I thought that this year was gnarly. Next year, it's it's not even close. Right. Next year is a whole new ballgame. <laughs> whole new ballgame. Absolutely whole new ballgame. <laughs> yeah. Who saw yesterday's game? I saw it. Or any of it. Not me. Yeah, I didn't. I was playing disc golf. So Kyle Schwarber, the big slugger, right? Schwarber comes up late innings. It was either the eighth or the ninth. He hits two twenties, not a Yeah. Okay, yeah. Hey, drops bombs. Right. Anyway. (laughs) Boom. I saw this highlight. They needed him. Okay. Mm -hmm. They needed him to do something. Mm -hmm. He fucking squared around and bunted with two strikes and hit it foul. What was that about? That's what I was gonna ask you guys. I decided to not look into it. So that you guys might be able to provide an explanation mm. where I really wanted to ask the question. So here's what I'm thinking happened. They pull the huge, huge shift on him. Mega pull hitter. Mm. So because oh, it's still legal. It was so glaringly open, the left side of the diamond, that he actually felt like his best bet to help the team oh, what a hero. was to lay a bunt down. Unfortunately, it was strike three because he hit it foul. Okay. He went for it, though. Isn't this interesting? The slugger, one of their Phillies' main sluggers, not the, give that to Harper, but one of their top dogs slugger-wise, squared around to bunt in a World Series game when they needed it most. Guess what, guys? Isn't that an interesting wrinkle with baseball? Gone next year. That's gone. (laughs) There is no shift. There is no square around. There is no other option. It's just, you know. I mean, you can still bunt without the shift, but yeah. But he wouldn't. If he wasn't a 220 hitter, that would have been fair. The slugger doing it. The slugger will never. An extreme shift, yeah. Ever do that again. Nope. If only he had laid that one down, I bet the odds were probably 50-50 or something. Oh, That's why I did I know. It. What if he would have, the fatty stretched it to a double or something because he bunted it really oh, hard? Yeah. Like, that would have been cool. Just have a little back control and hit a grounder to short, and it's a double. Yeah. And, of course, my neighbor's not a baseball guy, so I'm staring at the screen in disbelief going, what the fuck did I just see? <laughs> <laughs> Bunting's hard. I mean, it, uh, well, yeah. I don't know why like, people think it's easier. Oh, it's the pitcher. He's just going to let's lay down an easy bunt. Nope. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I think it's harder than hitting. Yeah. Like when my, my coach would tell me to bunt, I'm like, fuck, this is going to yeah, be you sure, coach? fucking hard. And then I just wish I could just swing at it or something. Yeah, West Coast baseball. Got it. Lay down the bunt. I love that you said that. I love that. <laughs> I 
It's like, we're all supposed to think that this is easy or something. It's like, is it easier for me to line up my eyes and my bat? I can't put them back to back or else I'm going to hit in the face if I miss. Yeah. It's like, so it's this weird, awkward angle. And like, unless you get a lot of practice at it, I guess you can be good at it. But who wants to take a lot of practice bunting, dude? You want to swing the bat? Play pepper. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, you got to play pepper. Pep- right. Pepper's yeah. out. Kids don't even know yeah. what that is. Yeah. No pepper on no. this field. It's too dangerous. I mean, it's a good skill. I mean, I think in the end, you're going to develop good habits like contact, feeling the barrel of the bat and feeling kind of with because you do put your hand in a different position than you normally would. Right. So you're kind of you're feeling the shaft of the bat. And like, mm. I, uh, <laughs> talking about the butt, it's not funny at all. <laughs> it's dead. This is a wake for the butt. Yeah. We're laughing. But the bun is dead. Bun's pretty dead. Pretty dead. Yeah, the bun's dead. No, but A1, you bring up a really, really good point. I think you nailed it. They gave him the shift, and he probably thought he had a better than 50% chance to lay one down and help his team. How bad do you think he feels right now? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I actually like Schwarber. I kind of enjoyed watching him launch one into right field. He has a nice swing. Mm -hmm. And didn't he hit the farthest World Series home run in history or something? Like he hit a bomb in game, whatever. The last guy you're expecting to lay down a bun. That's why he did it. It was probably a 50-50 shot. Unfortunately, it didn't work. Actual strategy. He hits 220, and that's too bad. Mm. Let me get one more thing out about him. Yeah. He does not play a very solid left field. However, he's such a good hitter, they got to keep his ass in the lineup. So they try to hide him in left, and he fucked up a couple times in three innings. Now, actually, the replay mm-hmm. reneged one of his fuck-ups, where mm. the guy just tried to turn it into a double because the guy running's like, it's fucking Schwarber in left. I can beat it out. But he actually nabbed him. Out by a finger. But the thing is, and gear up for it, in the next 10 years, people aren't going to have to play both ways. It's oh, like... Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so lame. Why does he have to play left? Can he just be a DH2? That's already happening. You know, I heard the same thing about Harper. Right. Oh, Harper can really concentrate on his hitting now. Like, I'm hearing bullshit like that. I read an article that they did a study that statistically, the shortstop is the mm. lightest hitting position in the field. Okay. Uh-oh. So, Uh-oh. and because <laughs> we've already started on this slope, like, oh, well, too... Who cares? Like, let's just, we already DH the pitcher. Let's just do EH and it'll be, he hits for the shortstop. And now you get to have. I mean, A3, I have to let you know that further research has indicated that the catcher is now determined as being the Uh-oh. second least productive <laughs> member of the defense. And why does he have to hit? Because this is the captain of the team. I mean, think about it. How would you feel with your knees in the squat that long? No. Why does the guy have to hit? I mean, we got to protect these kids. Exactly. I've got a night game with a day game tomorrow and an off day. I can't be catching that much. And um, <laughs> fuck that. Let's get Schwaber up more. Yeah, we're going to have the all batting team, the all running team, the all <laughs> defensive team. <laughs> this is the NFL. This is the NFL. I mean, people love the NFL, actually. Number one sport in America. They rebuilt his arm. He rehabbed for a year. He came and he finally won his World Series. I want to see Verlander bat. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a crazy request. No. Dude, how great was it when we would get the Tigers pitcher to come up in AT&T Park and take that one cut, stand up in the plate. Yeah. (laughs) Like he's done it like one time in eighth grade oh man that's just good stuff that's good baseball when we were in the boat in the bay that's the moment i um 
would get out the air horn because I know it's really <laughs> annoying. Like me, 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 me. It's super annoying, and it's kind of overblown. But you know, you got to know when to use it, and that was yep. a great time to use it. <laughs> yep. The American League pitcher is yep. coming to bat in the World Series. Yes. Give me the air horn. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. In his internal thought process, is like bunting is so not sexy. God, dude, can't believe he's gonna make me bunt right now. Oh my god! One thing I was gonna say: a hole in your incentive structure is now when the manager says, uh, "Lay down a sacrifice bunt." It's like, sorry, coach, missed the sign. Mm. Why can't that be incentivized? Oh, eh, it could, dude. What if it was just such an astronomical Powerball number? And if you win the World Series, because then you know. Which you don't have small market teams right. anymore. The Rays, mm. you guys going to try to step up? The Las Vegas A's, they'll fucking start paying. Sounds like gambling to me. <laughs> you guys are all about that. Then you're going to get motherfuckers retiring at 26. You're like, I got 100 mil. Um, I'm not going to put my body through that. I really like this idea of incentivizing winning, but you know. I know it's not realistic. I got a couple like questions to ask all three of you. Three? Oh, great. Yeah, bring it. I get so depressed sometimes thinking about the things that are that fuck me up. Yeah. In baseball, but I wanted to ask you guys a couple of questions about baseball that I do enjoy. So, first one is Yep. your favorite play in baseball, favorite event in baseball, a strike three looking, whatever it is, doesn't mm. involve players, just something you can't get enough of in this oh, game. Man. A1 go. All right, I'll bullshit you. I'll give you two. A clean double play and a robbed home run. A2. Head first slide, close play at home plate. Yep. A4. Triple play. Okay. <laughs> What's your style? <laughs> Question two. This is either your favorite play that you did as a baseball player or that you wanted to. Like something that you want to be a part of. Hitting the game winning homer or something that you did do. Mm. Hit over the fence home run by far. Never did it. Got robbed twice Ooh. it was Ooh. even written in the santa cruz sentinel that oh. this guy robbed a4 oh, never got one over the fence that one hurts had plenty inside the parkers as a farm leaguer and minor league player i think i had a couple in up in the majors but never hit one over the fence and you know what and i know this is supposed to be rapid fire but <laughs> one time i hit a foul ball home run right and oh. my dearest mother she tracked down this home run that went foul and got it for me and gave it to me after the game <laughs> and was like, here, honey. Like, it was no, so nothing sweet. nothing better than that. Nothing and better. I don't know where the baseball is, but... Your brother sold it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no knowledge of this baseball, but I, I, was, I was very moved hearing the story. Uh-huh. So I don't have a moment, but I'll tell you that in one game... When I was a young child uh, pitching, I in a six inning game, I, I struck out seventeen. Nice. That was that was minors. That was minor Mets, right? You were there. I was there. Holy shit! I was playing like center field or something. That was a good game for me. Yeah, who's the guy that broke up the strikeout perfect game? Pretty sure I got an RBI in that game too. Yeah, so, yeah. We crushed it. Did someone bunt? Get a bunt hit off you to to break up? Oh, for sure. Games? Oh yeah, bunt. Yeah, we had the shift we, we on. <laughs> shift on. <laughs> shift <was> on. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your outfielders in, into the infield. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, first thing that came to mind by far was I never rounded second and just threw a fat head first slide into third. Mm. 
you know, like wrap the arms around the base. Ah, oh, I I saw Bullard do it in a in one of our softball games, and it's like one of my fondest baseball slash softball memories. He came around second with so much speed. He did like a one or two step and then just dove. The second half between second and third base was all him sliding into third. And I watched him wrap his arms around third base and I went, still doing it. I never did it once. Darn it. All right. This is an MLB current question. If you were the GM of the new Las Vegas A's Mm -hmm. and it's a everyone's on the table draft, who do you build your team around? starting next year. Shohei. If you're going to build a team in Las Vegas, you need to get nothing but uh, religious players on your team so that they can resist the temptation of living in Las Vegas. (laughs) So I build my team around like Mormons and evangelicals and stuff like that. (laughs) So who's, who's your first round draft pick of someone that's, (laughs) Um, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Name one. To put the, the Mona Lisa <laughs> scouts. They'll get to that. I'd get a really good media relations specialist so they could, uh, bargain with the collective bargaining people about getting robot umpires. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Last one. I'm just curious for fun. Your favorite baseball uniform of all time and your least favorite baseball uniform of all time. Ooh, gosh, the Phillies had their uh, their light blues with uh, maroons on the other day, and mm-hmm. they were looking sick. Um, it's either that or like that old Milwaukee Brewers hat. That's got to mm-hmm. be maybe the – that's the best hat in baseball, the Milwaukee Brewers one with the glove and the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm a Giants fan. I'm sure I could go classic or whatever, but – What about least favorite? Least favorite. Shittiest uniform you've ever seen. Astros yesterday. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Such a good answer. Favorite uniform ever. I'm going to go with, uh, let's go with the Padres, like a uh, five stripe design with the browns and the yellows and the orange. Least favorite ever. I'm going to go with the new salmon giants. <laughs> mm. Nice. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know if it was favorite, but there was a time when I was probably seven or eight. And I was almost as big a Blue Jay fan as Giants because I liked their uniforms, evidently. I remember liking the Blues. I'm not, I can't really explain why. And then least favorite, ugh. Yeah, anything that the Giants wear that's not their classics, get the fuck out of here. I don't, I don't like any of it. Any of it. What do you think about the Astros uniforms where they just do all kinds of crazy stuff? Like the they 86? don't even care. The 86 Astros. I mean, I thought that was cool. Nolan Ryan. Yeah, Nolan Ryan in the old Astros gear. I'm down. Not huge on the hat. So you guys know that there's this thing in center field at Minute Maid Stadium, which is where the Astros play. And it's like they make it look like it's a big old piece of ivy in center field. But it's fake. Oh, no way. Mm. It's not ivy. It's a giant TV. It's so perfect. And it glows with corporate logos. Every stat you tell me about the Astros is perfect. It's just perfect. It's Houston. It's indoors. Perfect. This is a fake stadium. You can't play 
You can't play baseball in Houston in the summer. Are you kidding me? You can try. It's, it's November. People just die. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Hey, now, like, they don't have a retractable dome, though. That's just an indoor. Wait, I thought it was retractable. What? I thought it was retractable. You know what? I bet if it is, they just don't do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Cause eh. it's like eh. It's going to take 20 minutes. <laughs> we got to pay the union guys to push yeah. the button. Yeah, nah. This is something I noticed last night. And there's something about it that gave me grand satisfaction. But when Rob Manfred was trying to hand the trophy to the Astros and he was mic'd up with Fox, as soon as they handed the mic to Rob Manfred, the whole crowd started booing. Oh. And it made me realize they used to do the same thing for Bud Selig before he left. So the last two commissioners are basically the two that have ruined the sport the most. And... The crowd knows it. The crowd knows it. Wow. And he did good. He didn't balk. He just continued what he was saying. But it was very clear booze as soon as they handed the mic to him. I feel like dunking on Manfred is like so oh. easy. It's not even fun anymore. Right. It's like if Sean Bradley was five foot two. But I will invite all of the Anonymous to try. <laughs> Super down. I mean, isn't he in that poster with your your W with Madison Bumgarner and his tights and just getting throttled? Mad Bum <laughs> body slamming with like the ultimate warrior gear with the tassels on the biceps, speedo boots, and Manfred getting slammed. I'd mass produce those. I would. I mean, that is the greatest poster I've it's the best I've heard in decades. That is incredible. I want one. We're gonna make that happen. I want to reach out into the universe to Madison Bumgarner and and hope that he has a really good year next year because I want to see him pitch. I like that guy. Bum in Kansas City was so good. Come oh, yeah. on. Yeah, that was the, it was the best thing. That is legendary stuff. Get some Giants fans here. No, I'll tell you, though. A bunch of homers. I, I was reading. A, Coming out of the bullpen. I was reading an old baseball writer, and he wrote an actual article in The New Yorker about that performance that he saw. And he said, let's get things straight right now. That was the best in all-time baseball. That was top. And he named mm, all the people yeah. that had Pitchers that had World Series performance. He said that was the top. I've I've seen mm. Lou Gehrig play in the 30s. I've seen it all. That was the best. And that's what he wrote. So Dang. it's not just a giant fan thing. That was something special. It was special. And I took advantage of quarantine, and I'm using air quotes. <laughs> and I went down a rabbit hole of old baseball and I watched a game that I've always wanted to watch. It was the nineteen ninety game yes. seven World Series. Well, nineteen ninety did not go seven games, but ninety one did. Is that the twin Braves? That's correct. Jack Morris versus John Smoltz. That was so fun as a baseball fan. And I was now thinking about that. Uh, Would that be considered boring? <laughs> like, oh, boy, <laughs> oh my God. How do you not want to be like at that game? But Yeah, they could change rules to make sure that next year's World Series isn't a shutout. <laughs> like, oh, no, we have to go extra innings. How could we hurry this you up? You must change your pitcher after 100 pitches. Right, right. Let's go ahead and ink that. Favorite batting stance style, or who was that person? Who was that player? Yeah, I don't even know if it's my favorite, but which just leaps out to yeah. me is Ricky Henderson. Oh yeah, Ricky, so low. <laughs> it's like you really want to put me on base. Hmm. So fast, he had tree trunks his legs. I think this is where me and A one have a lot of similarities. I'm going with Brett Butler because he was also always low. Yes, 
always showing this weird I'm about to bunt. Yeah, I know. Always throwing the pitcher off. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. drag bunt. Mm-hmm. That's a good play. Ichiro before mm-hmm. Ichiro. For us, at least. Keep an infielder on his toes. Will Clark for me. Mm. 100%. Oh, man. I'm the pure. Can I change my answer? It's a thrill. I'm all pure lefty. and You know they retired his jersey. <laughs> oh, I Clark's. He was my favorite player on all of baseball for a long time and still is. But that swing and uh, his intensity, it's, it's tough to match. All right, great. I got another one for you. What number did you wear in baseball? Did you wear that number multiple times? Or what number did you wish you had that you never got? And was that influenced by any player? Well, when I was a kid, it was three. And then when I got to have larger numbers, it was 21 through into college. And that was because of Roberto Clemente and because of my dad. Nice. Good answer, too. I don't have any numbers that are special to me. What about retiring a number? Does that do anything for you? Oh, you want to retire somebody's number? Yeah, I'm that's cool. You think, yeah. I think that's cool. But then you run out of numbers, so, you know, that's a problem. Triple digits. Okay, that's fine. What about quadruple <laughs> digits? Triple zero. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah, there's... I'm down for the triple digit numbers. Why hasn't that happened yet? Well, we're going to need it if we keep retiring numbers. <laughs> okay, let's keep the rapid fire going. A1. Okay, yes. I got... Uh, I'm going to have an answer and then a quick tangent... <laughs> Answer is 10. <laughs> I didn't get to wear a 10 as often as I would have liked, but uh, my birthday falls on a 10, and I always felt like I had a bit of a connection. So I wanted 10. Uh, I don't think I got to wear it that much. Uh, and then in terms of retiring numbers, I'd like to touch on Will Clark, and you did bring that up for me, which I thought about today. And let's remind ourselves that as good as Will Clark was, and he was an amazing player, he really only played about seven years for the Giants. Got an MVP in there, a couple playoff runs, but he was offered a very good contract for 1994, and he walked for more money. And I don't think they should be retiring people's numbers that do that sort of thing. And I loved Will Clark. So I'm just saying, he gets romanticized with Giants fans like, oh, wasn't it the best? And he had some really good years, but I don't think his career career was worthy of a retired number as much as I like the guy. I 100% agree with what you're saying. He's also kind of a little bit racist. Yeah, he was kind of like a little punk in a way. I, yeah. I, I went down to talk to him once on first base side, and I was maybe 9, 10, 11, and he wasn't all that nice to me. And oh, no. if you're not nice to the kids at your home ballpark, the f- what are you doing, man? Mm. Well, you know it was kind of a slap in the face for him. Like, I mean, how many players wore twenty two before they actually yeah, retired it? Several. Like that's like what that doesn't even like what the f- is whack. Like, you're gonna let like five, six other like some old rookie like who just like came up from AAA. Yeah, like, you take twenty two, <laughs> dude, and then you retire it like nine months later. Like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, he blew it, man. I think he got offered five mil a year, and he took six mil a year elsewhere, hmm. which is, you know, um, it's a million. I don't know what that's monopoly money to me, but he kind of extinguished the hometown hero vibe, and he still gets cheered at the park and all that. But he could have been a Kirby Puckett type, and he walked for a little bit more money elsewhere. And I think that was a bad career move on his part. He was happy to go to Texas. Yeah. 
But now you get the feeling he he still wants to be a hero in San Francisco. <laughs> and I think he played well enough that he could receive that, but the number retiring, nah. I want to bring up one more thing from the game, World Series game. How do you guys feel about the old during the World Series interview in the dugout to a guy in a bow tie? How you feeling about that? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, don't you think I'm just going to throw this out there. Don't you think that that might alter the performance of high-end athletes if they're thinking that they're going to have to say something that sounds smart in the middle of a game? Do you think that could be a little distracting? Feels like you could be pulling away top performance in order to allow Ken Rosenthal to ask another dipshit question. <laughs> what were you thinking about when you hit the home run? We're connecting the fans with the players. <laughs> okay. What about when they mic them up? Like in the field and stuff. Oh, like the, boy, that's, that's interesting. That's not for me, but I, I understand the appeal, but it's not for me. Can I tell you when I first saw the game where they had the guy's mic that was playing right or left field, mm -hmm. uh, my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> I could not believe it. I'm like, wait, he's playing baseball and he has a microphone on him right now. They asked him a question. He started answering it. Then he stopped, <laughs> caught the ball, <laughs> threw the ball back, finished answering the question. Right. And I was impressed, but I'm also like, I don't think this is good for baseball. This is not good. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's my natural thought. It's one of those movies that came out in the 80s, one of the Costner movies. Someone was reviewing the movie and they're like, you get to stand at the mound during a pitcher conference with the manager and see what all these baseball players are talking about. And it was about some guy was nervous because he had a wedding or something like that. But you got to penetrate this line that the fan doesn't normally get to cross. That's kind of a magic sacred area of the field. And the other one that happened was after the guy hit the huge bomb to center field, they started the telecast after the commercial break so there's basically a camera in his face while he warms up. And that's cool that a fan gets to see that, kind of. But that's clunky to have a guy who's not a player running out to center field to film someone a little bit closer. I kind of feel like a line was crossed that is going to detract from the sacredness on the field. I think the bone I have to pick, which comes up a lot, is I always feel like journalists are supposed to record what happens. And we've kind of gone the other way where the athletes are being told how to play the game and what to do and when and where they need to be. And I think that's fucked in terms of getting the highest, best product. This is the dystopian reality that we are fighting against. This is why we are making the show. Big part. And I get to talk about WWE. <laughs> yeah. Da, da, da. Oh. How'd you guys feel about the first year of real American League baseball? Yeah, it's... <laughs> oh, man. This is a war, you guys. We are an insurgency. We have to be very careful here. We need to make strategic moves uh, that maximize our chance of spreading the word about how... Re how Jesus, can you even believe? Like, can you imagine there's a spaceship going to Mars? Excellent. Earth is blown up, you know, nuclear war, whatever. And they're like going through their archives going like, oh, well, how do you even play baseball? <laughs>
we have to keep the record going. We have to tell people that in real baseball, it's nine players versus nine players. You bat the pitcher. That's you don't even have to say that. It's implied. You're like you're up in the pulpit right now. Like, speak to me. You have a pitcher, you have a catcher, you play the other guys wherever wherever you want. I can't agree more. Absolutely can't agree more. We need to stop saying it's baseball. And you guys talked about this already because it's not baseball. It's hardball, right? It's something American else. American hardball. It's American hardball. That's what they're playing now. It's not baseball. It's not baseball. That is a sacred word that should yes. be preserved. Thank you. Okay. Here's the thing that I've noticed. I, I feel like baseball sold itself out, but loves to still claim how important the history is. And... You know, there's a lot of evidence of that. I feel like I could go on for a while, but I want to know if you guys kind of get that sense sometimes that they're the ones stripping it, but they're the first to remind you how glorious of a sport it is. How else can you mine something beautiful and turn it around for right. a profit? You have to sugarcoat that shit. You're selling at the same time you're selling it. Yeah, it's you're the strip mine. You're expounding dude. its virtues while you're That's a good piecemealing, breaking it off and selling it to the highest bidder it's a strip mine they're creating a strip mine and then saying oh yeah well it was a beautiful forest but we have lots of other nice forests and then eventually you're just left with a toxic pit the toxic pit <laughs> oh man last year i feel like they really peddled that field of dreams game yeah great game and then most of these teams have some sort of retro look to them mm -hmm. and so they do decide like oh the past is important but like only pander to that when we say it is mm -hmm. like it just it <laughs> feels like they're buffeting it to themselves to justify when the answer is right in front of them like the way it used to be is actually the way it should be i, I don't understand <laughs> why why it's that difficult right like how are you getting this feeling in your bones that they're just kind of like snipping little clips of the past and trying to sell it off like they actually care about that. Like you feel in your bones, in your baseball mind, that they don't. Why Why is that? It's because they're changing the rules. Mm -hmm. It's because they say out of one side of their mouth that they respect the sanctity of the sport and then right. they ban the shift. Yeah, And you can't, it's like always, always, always look at what they do, not what they say. Right. So Steinbeck was from Salinas and he said once, you know, he was talking about how preserved it was and just untapped and all these beautiful things left and right. And then, you know, of course, towns are going to develop over time, but he did say this. And so if Salinas, when he was growing up, was baseball, say, like in the 1970s or something, when it was pure, he said... Yeah, then the the miners came in and the whores came in at the same time, had themselves a baby and called it a native. <laughs> and, and that's like where baseball's at right now. It was something very pure. Dude. And now the miners and the whores came in and they had a baby and this is what it is now. This is native to today's generation. Yeah, straight up. All right, let, so, me, let me match you with a Steinbeck quote. I wonder why progress looks so much like destruction. There it is. Mm. Same path. All right. I got a question for A3. 
you were scared. Giants were going to bat their DH opening day. They sure did. I don't believe there was one game where they batted their pitcher. How did it go for you this year playing American League Baseball in Giants ballpark? I mean, you know the answer to that. I, I want to hear you say it. No, like, actually, what did it actually, I, like, was it easier than you anticipated? I know you think it's bullshit. No, I despise it. I mean, that part's obvious. I watched less baseball. Was it palatable? It It is because my love for the game is bigger than trying to, like, prove a point, I guess, yep. to myself. Yep. Um, but it's not, <laughs> it's not, like... I just the the DH part too. Another thing that sucks or like that I don't understand is why couldn't we have two leagues? Like why do we have two leagues now? What's the what are we doing? Like yeah. if everyone's gonna play by the same rules, then make it the MLB in the top. Yeah, doesn't matter anymore. 40, 40 teams. Like what does it matter? I thought it was cool that there was a DH league. I thought the DH was stupid, but at least you know, cool. Like there's that. Yep. It created a a fun rivalry in the game that was already nailing it. My thought on the DH, I guess, has always been it's kind of like you could hit and it's a diminishing role for someone that can still hit. Like Pujols was perfect for it. <laughs> Dude, congrats to Pujols. And I'm glad he got 700 homers because I think he was a pure hitter. You know he retired. He's not going to play next year. Yeah, and good for him. I love the strategy of the game. I love that if you're pitching so well, you got to earn it and you got to hit. And then the manager has to think about three steps ahead, the chess piece of it. And all of that goes away with American league baseball. And uh, now it's just called baseball. <laughs> and that part mm. makes me want to throw up in my mouth. And, um, oh, get so, my bucket. Yeah. So I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to disappoint, but not my favorite and I'll never get behind it. Yep. They're losing. I didn't watch the World Series this year. I, I was stunned to hear that. I don't actually. think I've ever mm. I don't think I've ever not done that in my entire life. There you have it, folks. My very first memory as a kid is the eighty nine World Series. <laughs> and this year you did not watch the World Series. I watched the Mariners play the Astros. I watched the eighteen inning game. I watched the I was hoping for the Mariners and then I watched the Padre Dodgers series. And then after that I just I Drifted away. I couldn't fucking get mm-hmm. behind but- all the Toyota commercials. I was over it. <laughs> you did watch the 18 inning game? We got a kid, uh, mm-hmm. Hanniger is a friend of the show. I was pulling for him. He had a couple at bats with a chance to win the game. Oh. And then Alvarez got hot. I mean, yeah. you got to love sports. That's why sports are fun is people get hot at the right time and it's bitching. But I was pulling for a Baroner Padre. And once both of those ended, I was like, This is our season two finale episode. First of all, we want to thank everyone who listens, spreads the word. We understand that you have infinity entertainment options, and it means a lot that you listen to us. So obviously, I want to thank you for that. Here are some things that you need to know. We got a lot of work to do. That's all of us. We've been doing nothing but busting buns nonstop. And the most common misconception about Mona Lisa baseball is that we continue to hate on baseball. And you couldn't be more wrong. So this is a perfect opportunity to remind you that we got ourselves an offseason. 
what a perfect time to brush up on all of season one, all of season two, and start imagining what we got in store for you for season three. I mean, you understand that we're just getting started, right? It's not like, oh, we can put to bed these things that now we've got our take out there. Mm-mm. Oh, no. It's not even like that. What I want you to do this off season is really imagine, really imagine, let your mind run wild with how do you want to see Major League Baseball played next year, the near future, 10, 20, 50 years from now? What is it that you want to see? And let us know. Tell us what you're imagining. Wanted to let you know we have a YouTube channel. It's easy to find. And if you're one of the fans of the show, figure it out. You got to spread it. If you think our message is worthwhile to spread, well, spread it. It's on you to spread it. This is why the show started. So people like you could hear what's going on, can help remind you that, oh, geez, yeah, things aren't really going how I would have wished. So get it out there. Let the people know who run the MLB that this will not stand. This will not stand, man. This aggression against the game of baseball. Let the people know. I mean, it's baseball. I'm done. I'm gonna fucking lose it. I'm going to lose it. Get out there and film it. Hey, this is Mona Lisa Baseball, Season 2, signing off. No, I can never get enough content. Season 1 planted the seed, Season 2 is doing the research.